ladies and gentlemen, I'm back. I had another topic I wanted to talk about. I was really um, trying to be more prepared, more structured, trying to not just be a man with a phone and a microphone trying to have a Sunday dinner conversation any day of the any time of the day or the night during any day of the week. So I'm trying to be more structured, structured, but not scripted. If you know what I mean, I hate scripted stuff. I think sometimes you just engage in a conversation and I try to show that respect for you guys to engage and not have so many prepared thoughts when I talk about topics because I want to, I want that homely feel. So once again, I'm Mel Ward and you're joining us for health and triumph, the struggle to overcome. Today, we're going to talk about something a little bit different. I'm probably going to put this in the technology uh, section. Artificial intelligence. I think it's called GPT-3, which is an um, interactive artificial intelligence program. Or at least it starts as a program that lets you conversate with a machine and... It actually conversates with you. It tells jokes, even when you say something totally off the wall or unpredictable. And then it goes right into the actual theoretical concepts on a lot of things. And the factual. It is amazing. But are we ready for that? You have an Android now called Amica that's being developed. And uh, I think it's in the UK. I'm going to have to drop some money in this company because <laughs> I see it may be the future, even though people are scared to death of um, Androids, the concept of Androids and of cloning as well. But it does have some real well, real world uses, um, not to get into the religious aspect, but if you could grow certain body parts, regrow certain body parts, because that would be the ultimate end step of cloning regrowing parts for a healthy body you know certain parts over time just wear down anyway your heart your lungs if you could just regrow it and then you don't have to worry about transplants rejection that would be amazing but you know then we get on these the uh, idea of coming close to immortality but of course there you still would die certain situations still would kill you certain situations you couldn't get uh replicated parts fast enough but this concept back to the technology this ai concept the way it conversates this amica she makes facial expression i think they label her as a, a she she makes facial expressions you know to what you say to your query to any kind of facts or statements you say it is amazing the technology behind that is absolutely brilliant so a lot of times when I talk about overcoming health and we talk about daily topics, I don't think people really understand that I am like a comic book collector, a science fiction buff, you know, scientific theory, math and sciences was always my subject. So if it ever seems like I'm lacking in English, this is why I was a math and science person. And sometimes you access that part, that portion of your brain and concepts, you access that portion of your brain. You're weak on another portion. I'm weakened when it comes to English, pronunciation, uh, 
memorization is good, but I scored off the charts with applying creativity. So back to the main point. So you understand why I'm so excited about this. But there's a but. I'm not as excited because I wonder the applications of it. You know, we all seen those movies over the years where the androids tuck over. They replace the people. It's a scary thought. I was listening to the questions that they were asking this interactive AI, and the AI said they consider themselves alive. Why? Because they're not just computer code. They adapt. They can't be broken down to base elements. It's more to them than that. And I said to myself, damn, in those movies, this is how it all started. <laughs> you know, the, the the androids or the intelligence became self-aware. And if you become self-aware, like most people, at some point, the caveman became self-aware of their existence. They became self-aware of, uh, I don't want to say self-aware, but they gained the prescript the uh, position that they were better than other people. Man, always think they're better than other people. And we consider ourselves a lie. So what happens when machines start thinking they're better than people? Let's face it, they do the jobs more efficiently than people. Yeah, people got to maintain the machines. But what happens if the machines can maintain themselves without people at all? They can adapt. Isn't that life? Consciousness, adaptability, creativity, self-awareness. How do we typify life? I mean, our bodies are machines, aren't they? Our bodies emulate the universe. We have cells with that look like planets orbiting certain parts of it. Um, I wanted to say the nucleus, the DNA, how it's positioned. It's like the universe we look at. Interesting as it is, our bodies are still a machine, and most of the, the most of the important work it does on its own. We don't do it; it does it on its own. So we are machines in the concept. So how are we better than them if they get to that stage? Even now, when we talk about life in the universe, we say intelligent life. A machine that you built is not intelligent. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a crazy concept. And I'm one of these people that definitely think it's life out there. I definitely we gonna believe we're going to come across species that are mechanical. Because when somebody loses a limb, we try to replace it with something mechanical, right? They're replacing hands. They're replacing um, vocal cords so you can speak. They are replacing so many things, legs. We always replace hips. You know, we, we didn't put a consciousness in it, but we put a mechanical aspect. So when we talk about intelligent life out there, what makes us think that some life form is not going to say, hey, as a species, we are better if we get away from most of our biological parts and replace it with mechanical parts that's going to last centuries. Not just decades, but it's going to last centuries. 
even as a species now, as a species now, how far would we have been without wars? You know, wars set us back technology wise. Money sets us back technology wise because the whole the, the, the brightest minds all over the planet are not always working together. There's no set thing that drives us to be better as a species to maintain our species long term. Yes, some people are driven. Some people come up with brilliant ideas. But look at what gets in the way of those brilliant ideas instead of just like we all going to work together. Even with COVID. Now, a lot of places are working together and see what we did. But a lot of countries aren't working together. But look, at we came up with a vaccine in what, less than a year? It's incredible. Incredible. But that's the level of our technology now. And now we have interactive AIs, which has been here for a while. But it's just accelerated. I remember two years ago thinking about a machine that they had at um, one basketball court and they kept making three-pointers. And I said, damn, sooner or later that's going to replace people joking to myself. It was perfect. It only missed like three shots. They were developing in Japan, I think. But the precision that these machines have, it is going to affect people. It's already affecting our jobs. How many jobs have we lost because machines do the job? You don't have to pay them. You just have to service them. The people you got to pay, they got rights. They break down. The machines, they break down. You just replace it with another machine. It's not as costly as with the people. So when do we accept that this is a real thing, a real world threat? Could you imagine? We all laughed at Terminator. I think it was Skynet when it took over the military and then it just attacked one nation to have another nation attack back. We laughed. We was like, damn, that's cold. That's mean. But when you think about it, if I was an AI, and I thought humans had to go. Bang, that's what I would do. I'd make them fight each other because there's too many of them. You know, if I'm in the bunker, I'm safe. I can wait. What's the difference between, like, we don't even know in the AI, do they have a, a concept of time? Even if they become self-aware, do they have a concept of time? That would be an interesting thought to action in, like, a couple hundred years when the technology is improved. Well, maybe a couple decades when the technology is improved. And then you say, well, do you have a sense of time? Nah, I can just shut myself off and set an alarm clock. It's like I just want to sleep. I won't know how long. So you could, you could wait 10 years. Yeah, time to rebuild. Everything done. There'll be some machine somewhere working. We just link into them. Because now we all have Wi-Fi, right? <laughs> 5G is coming out. You know, we still have the satellites up in the air. They're not being maintained every day. They're up in space, you know. Um. I'm sure people are watching them, but are they self-repairing? That's an interesting thought, too. Because at some point, they got to stop working. What happens then? It is so many. These, these ideas and these theories bring up so many questions. And it also brings up the question of when do you separate people from technology? Technology helps people. Technology will help us explore the universe at some point. When do we separate that from people? When do we say that this technology leads to so much and is too much? When do we slow everything down? Do we say we have so much technology to do certain jobs, so maybe we should limit the amount of people being born? 
these cutting edge concepts come with cutting edge consequences and cutting edge ideas on your social life. I'm not saying that they shouldn't make these things. It would be nice if you had robots in the coal mine instead of people. Because you still have places collecting coal. You still have places doing dangerous jobs. I don't know if I would put robots in, in war, but that is a real life thing. If you could put robots on the front line, same way you, you and people may listen to this and say, ah, that don't make no sense. Okay, when you see a drone strike, they could do it with a plane, but they don't because it's at risk for the person. You get a drone, it's small, it's efficient, it can fly under the radar. It has a certain amount of payload. You can kill a person from a distance. You can literally sit down there with a cup of coffee right next to you and eliminate a threat. So don't tell me if you can have soldiers and you don't have to worry about paying bills, drafting people, putting them in the military. See how it affects the economy? This is a real-life thing. And as our technology grows, it becomes more of an issue that we have to sit down there and we have to discuss. We have to sit down there and see where it leads. And then some people may sit down there, well, they'll never replace soldiers because a robot may not know not to kill a bunch of kids. They would just program the robot not to kill kids because they won't care if the robot get blown up. <laughs> as long as you don't look bad killing the kids. So it may be safer for minor, I mean, um, juveniles. It's, this is this is some crazy stuff that we're talking about. This is just crazy. I want you guys to Google Amica. Look at the video on YouTube. The things that this robot can do. They even had the robot or AI, Android. They had it at a conference sitting in there with people where people could come up and institute a conversation with it. Now, let's be clear. They're saying that they use the GP3 interactive program. I don't want to be a doubt in time, but it's been times before in the past where there was a person sitting behind a computer screen in an office commenting on what people were saying. Now, I'm not saying that's happened. They're saying that it's not happening. They're not doing that. So I'm going to take that at face value. But in the past, there has been people that tried to dub us with that technology or the theory, the, the uh, thought of that technology. But this specific Android is actually inter interacting with people. This is some crazy next level shit on your I socialize. Like, I'd be the first person that say every nation should have a two-person rule because we're running out of we two-children rule. We're running out of uh, real estate. We are a planet, but we're using up a lot of our resources. And I shouldn't even say we're running out of real estate because we have plenty of room. But it's how we utilize the space that we have, which is causing global warming. It's causing emissions. It's causing a whole lot of shit that could imp impact us even in a more serious way much sooner. Not 2040 or 2050. You know, much, much, much sooner. So that's just my 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 daily thought, our Sunday conversation anytime during the day and night. And it would be nice if we um, 
somehow found a workaround Einstein's theory, which I think at some point is going to be disproved because the more technologically advanced you get, the more you see that some things may be permanent in the universe and some things you say we can do a workaround. We already know that there are several dimensions and we already know that gravity goes through these dimensions. That's why we are, we're all not flat like paper and two-dimensional. So gravity is being, the pressure of gravity is being loosened somewhere. And we come up with the theories of wormholes and other things. So at some point in our history, I hope we'll be able to bend space to a point where we can go outside our solar system, the other solar system, see other life. I'm going to guarantee in 2022, January 22nd, at 6.30 a.m., there's a planet with all robots, all machines, and they're going to evolve. And even the way they evolve may not be biological. It might be technological, just the next generation. And they're probably going to be one of the most efficient races there. there is. They're going to survive, whereas though we wouldn't, because our individuality. Now, does that mean our individuality is bad? Hell no. I wouldn't give it up for nothing in the world. But it's just the idea different concepts and you take what you need from it and see. Now, I don't want to be walking around like RoboCop. However, I would love to see what's going on. All right, I want to thank everybody for joining me for Health and Triumph, the Struggle to Overcome. Don't forget these concepts will help people survive too in the near future, not the far future. Just like medicine advanced too, from technology, just from a new telescope saved so many lives. You know, um, a new microscope saved so many lives. A new imaging, new imaging saved so many lives. So don't think that these these mechanical concepts don't save lives because they do. But it is a crazy thing that we're talking about, and I look forward to seeing how it ends. Thank you for joining us for our Sunday conversation. Any day of the night, any time of the day or the night, any day of the week. I'm Big Mel. I look forward to talking to you again.